You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. You can also email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Today's episode is presented by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Well, Ulysses, that was uh, one heck of a wraparound game yesterday. And uh, wow, 18 to 4 win, extra innings, 11 straight victories. I think uh, the old broom in the closet is getting worn out a little bit. The Rays may have to buy one, <laughs> buy a new one at Target or Home Depot or something. Things are going well in Raysland. And it feels good, doesn't it? Because when this started, they were dancing around 500 for what it seemed like an eternity. You know, you're, right. you're two below, you get up three, then you get down one, then you're then you're on 500. Now they just went off. And again, another day where the offense just does such an impressive job of putting, you know, numbers up on the board. And it all started early by maybe uh, not maybe questionable calls, but definitely close calls. If I would have yeah. been a Jays fan, I would have been a little bit irked by the strike zone in the first inning. Uh, but regardless, you, you, you know, there's umpires, human element. You got, you got to, you know, kind of deal with that. And Joey Wendell took advantage of that. And, and, and I mean, it's so nice to see Joey forearms go the oppo for a grand slam. I mean, if when the game starts that way, you start with a smile and all that, it ended up being a a very close game. I think none of us would have thought that the game would have been that close when you start the game on in the first inning with a five run lead. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I got to say this again, blue Jays games. They're always going to be wonky and weird and wacky. In fact, the last 12 games, the Rays have played against the blue Jays have been decided by one or two runs and Great. this was well, except for this one, I guess, but it was just crazy from start to finish. Um, anything else from this game that, that really stands out? I, I do want to point out a couple of things. Yarbrough, he was a starter, not a bulk guy after an opener. Yeah. He had a five run lead. He only allowed three runs in, in, in six innings. Those three runs, of course, were good three thing. Solo they were solo bombs. shots. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that he didn't walk anybody. That's why you don't walk anybody. So those home runs, even as moonshots, uh, as those were, especially Vladdy. Wait, by the way, Kevin, I'm getting some, some reports right now. Yes. That first home run is crossing the mesosphere. Okay. It's it's just landing. It just landed just now as we're recording. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we, we, we don't know where the second one is and I want to talk about the second bomb a little. Because okay. this is our first installment 
2021 of Kevin Cash or Kevin Crash. And I will present the scenario to you. You've got men on third. You're winning by two. And Colin McHugh uh, allowed a triple, but he's gotten two straight outs. And Vladdy is up to the plate. You know who Vladdy is. He's uh, one of the best hitters in the American League right now. You choose to put Thompson in. And so when you look at the name, the, the numbers against Thompson versus Guerrero, one for five with one home run. And then Teoscar Hernandez after him is three for four, no home runs. So, right. okay. Uh, you're like, okay, I understand that. But what if I told you that the guy that was already on the mound has never faced Vladdy, which we know a pitcher not facing a, a hitter ever, that's an advantage for the pitcher. And the guy after only has one at bat against Colin McHugh, and he's 0 for 1 with a strikeout. Why go for Ryan Thompson against Vladdy and T. Oscar instead of just keeping Colin McHugh, who, who again, the triple is not great, but right. you've gotten two straight outs. What's up with that? I, I will say that triple two, um, maybe it was a combination of the uh, of the sun of the wind of Margot breathing down Kiermaier's neck and who knows what <laughs> would have happened with that play. Honestly, I thought you were going to go in a different direction and look, they've got the numbers. They've got all the analytics. They've got everything. They've got all the information they need to know. So maybe Thompson may have been a better matchup for Vladdy with his swing plane and how he delivers the ball. I don't know that. Uh, what I can say, I thought you were going in a different direction and suggesting that they should have just walked Vladdy and take your chances with Teoscar. And Teoscar is certainly a terrific, terrific ball player, but Vladdy is on another playing field as of right now. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so that's, so that's exactly my, my thing. Okay. You know, you you can you can have more analytics than what we have on on my Google Chrome tabs right, right now. Okay, I understand that. Sure, so sure, go with Thompson. But really, you're going to pitch to this guy? I don't care if he's the tying run and you're putting him there for free. I don't believe in that. You know, I'm sorry. Joe Madden proved that to be a fallacy, just like unwritten rules of baseball. That's kind of an unwritten rule of baseball. You never put the tying run on. Joe Madden did it twice against Josh Hamilton and Miguel Cabrera. Why? Because Josh Hamilton of 2010 was three stages above what Vladdy is right now. Right. And Miguel Cabrera is arguably the best right-handed hitter in our generation, except for who? Pujols? I mean, so so you can do that to guys that are really, really hot. Vladdy is really, really hot right now. So I would be okay also with putting the tie and run on. So I'm not a fan of what happened, but I, I I do agree with you that that triple was maybe a little bit of a poorly defensive uh, right there. And and sometimes things unravel there with McHugh and the pressure gets to him. I don't know. He is a veteran pitcher and, but he has looked really good as of late too. Um, And Thompson, he did get to two, two with, with Vladdy and just hung a slider. So at the end of the day, I'll, I'll blame Thompson for not making that pitch as opposed to, Kevin Cash for for making that move there with that. So maybe maybe half of a Kevin crash. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Okay. Not. I, I wouldn't say full blown, full blown Kevin. No crash total loss. As, 
No, no, no yeah. total loss. It was maybe like a, like a fender bender. What is that? Yeah. A, a bumper, a bumper scratch maybe. Right. Yeah. And on the flip side, like even we, we talk about walking Vladdy and, and taking your chances with the Oscar. I mean, you're almost in really a no win situation there because you have Vladdy and then you, you have the Oscar, then you have Randall Grichuk too. And the, the ball it's was flying lineup. that day again. Yes. And then wait till, really wait lineup. till George Springer gets back. What yeah. that means for the team. So I think the Rays, I mean, all told, they caught the Blue Jays at a really, really good time. And I'm going to say this. Look, the Rays have had, they're going to have 85 home games this season playing in Dunedin. <laughs> I'm, I'm counting those as four home games as they only have to make like a 20-minute drive home or 20-minute drive to the Trop. While the Blue Jays, this could unravel them, quite frankly, because now they, they take on, on, a, on a getaway day, so, so to speak, they got you have to take this loss in tow. You have to take this sweep in tow and fly up to New York and face the Yankees no. and have to deal with that. Not easy. Not easy. Not easy. And again, you gotta, you know, give credit where credit is due. They have been living out of suitcases for the last two yeah. seasons. It's tough what the Blue Jays have been doing. And I don't think a lot of people have been spotlighting that fact, that human element that they've kind of, you know, been been homeless really for, for the last two seasons. But Again, the biggest takeaway here is that the race just keep on winning, keep finding ways to win. Yes. You, okay, you 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 tie the ball game in the eighth. You keep battling no matter what. You keep finding ways to to win, and they they're actually doing that. And ultimately, the bats, man, it's such a very cool thing that is happening right now. Keep the line moving. We talked about yes. that in 2020. Just keep the line moving. That's exactly what's happening during this streak. The the, the guys are really just looking at the previous at bat and then taking something away from that and using them for their own personal uh, moment. It, it's fantastic, really. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but the seven runs the Rays scored in the 11th, there wasn't a single home run. It was singles, doubles, triples. So it wasn't like, oh, looping a blast a couple of times. Like they actually had to cobble together hit yeah. after hit after hit to get things done with that. So uh, look, the Rays are seeking. Is this a, if they win tonight, this will be a record, right? Winning streak. It would record tie the record. Games, tie of the record. 2004. Yeah. I mean, it, it's unbelievable, right? It's unbelievable what's happening. There goes my trivia question that I had saved up for, for later. This who would have thought you, you think, you know, maybe 2008, 2010, something like that, 2019, 2020, maybe 2004. I think yeah. that just speaks to maybe how bad that team was that they had to reel off a 11, 12 game winning streak just to get to 70 wins. How bad yeah. were they the rest of the year? Oh my goodness. That's pretty crazy. bad. Pretty bad. Probably crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. Okay. Uh, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio, no, no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to get your first $5,000 Managed for free for life. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W E A T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings today. 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com. Uh, prices are always, always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, we got an email here from Ty McCann uh, regarding some trade talk here. He says, I wanted to talk trades and wanted to know your opinion on whether or not there will be more. In my opinion, the Adamas trade for the relievers seemed like a move with next year in mind, although they certainly could help us down the stretch now. I think this winning streak has begun to alter the way I am thinking about this season because we thought it was going to be a transition year. Maybe we have a shot of making the postseason. Do you think the Rays make another trade that can help us this year and next, a la Tommy Pham or Glass now, or is it more likely they stay put considering the talent awaiting in AAA? That, that's a great email, obviously, by Ty, our, our longtime listener and, and mm-hmm. friend. Uh, man, uh, look, we always said, I think we agreed with with the projection that this 2021 team looked like an 88 to 92 win team. We right. said that it's going to be very reminiscent of 2018. In 2018, the team was alive with two weeks to go. So that's kind of a very competitive team that could sneak into the playoffs. That was the outlook for 2021. This team right now definitely looks like it could go to the playoffs and it could, you know, definitely reach the 90 win plateau. Of course, 11 wins makes you smile and makes you think very happy thoughts. Mm -hmm. Going back to that trade, I do think Fire Ryzen and a little bit less Rasmussen are going to help out this year. And they are a little bit more pieces for next year because let's, let's remember arbitration might might hit Castillo, I think, next year. And I don't know if Fairbanks is, uh, uh, might go into arbitration. Maybe not, but definitely Castillo. Right. So uh, you could see a Castillo, you know, Fire Eyes and trade-off there, and, and you kind of build your bullpen for next year. That could be it. Last but not least, I, I do think that there, the word transition maybe meant a little bit more than what we thought earlier. Transition right. as in like not, oh, go put in all the chips in for a back-to-back World Series run, but a transition as in like the personnel. We're going yes. to be doing little traits here and there. You might not have an Adamas after May 21st. You might not have a Yandy Diaz. You might not have a, Yon, uh, a Mike Brasso. You, know, you need Kevin Padlow needs a spot. Taylor Walsh needs a spot. Vidal Bruhan, Wander Franco need a spot. I think you can wait a little bit more on Wander and, uh, you know, Josh Lowe. We don't even, yeah. In this Look, podcast, we don't even talk about Josh Lowe, Kevin. For yeah. God's sakes. Well, 
Well, let's keep in mind, Wander isn't even on the 40-man roster yet. And that Thank would you. Con- that would create another issue that they'd probably have to work out. Josh Lowe is slugging like 800 in AAA <laughs> right now. He's right up there with, with Vidal Bruhan and everybody else. That I mean, they're, they're probably averaging like 15 runs a game yeah. over there in Durham. So you mentioned a couple of names that is interesting. Who do you think, in your heart of hearts, is the next big piece to go that will be traded on the active roster? Is it KK? Is it Brasso? Is it G-Man? Is it Yandi? Is it somebody else? Is it maybe multiple guys? But who, who would you say would be the next guy to go? The next guy that the Rays are looking, okay, maybe it's time we need to, let's Adamus this thing and see what we can get. Uh, that's a good question because I think it has to do with what you can get for those guys less than the arbitration. Because I think with Yandy Diaz, for example, he gives you first base and third base, but that, that could be easily be a, a padless situation that, that you can kind of supplant if Yandy is gone. The problem is I really think Yandy Diaz is very underrated, even within the race fandom. Yes. This guy has an on-base percentage of like close to 400. He's sitting right now at 370. Here's my problem. I I do I am not on board with like substituting Padlo in for for Yandy Diaz. Like we're talking yes, about strikeout rates here. Honestly, I don't even know if Padlo's an everyday regular. I, I don't even know if I think thank he's you. a quad A guy. I know it's very small sample size, but I, I think honestly, they they might just trade him and part ways with him. Yeah. I don't see him as like a big long-term future piece. I mean, if they're willing to trade the Lucius Foxes and Jesus Sanchez of the world, I think they'd be willing to part with a, a Kevin Padlow type for not much either, just to kind of create space on the 40 man. If it came down to that, quite frankly, have we even heard from Keon Wong? Uh, right. You know, the, yeah. Kevin Padlow could be the, the Wong 2.0. And I'm looking at fan graphs right now with Yonder Diaz. He's actually arbitration eligible after, uh, no, sorry, for the 2022 season. So, okay. uh, you know, this is his last season before arbitration. So that could play into it. But again, I just feel like Yonder Diaz is an outlier in this race lineup where you know that he is not going to be a strikeout machine. He's sitting right now at 13% strikeouts. That's great. Are you kidding me for the team that's leading home runs by a landslide? I think you said this earlier, uh, either yesterday or on Friday's episode, the Rays are are leading by like 40 strikeouts right now. They've already crossed a 500 strikeout plateau, Kevin. So you do need a guy like Yandy Diaz and you do need a guy like Taylor Walls um, that, that are going to, you know, lower that strikeout rate. So, the next guy up, Mike Brasso is not really producing, but could you get a lot in return? I think that's... Well, he has options too. Couldn't you just send him down if need be? I mean, could. I don't know how much that would mess with his psyche or maybe trade G-Man Choi. I mean, we talk about arbitration eligible. He'll be in his second year of arbitration. Yeah. And with his knee issues and such, it might be a situation where uh, we trade him to another team for a dollar or a bag of baseballs or a pack of gum. Like it, it might come down to that at the end of the day. You did that with Wilson Ramos and he was an all-star catcher. You gave him yes. away for a stick of gum. We haven't even, I don't think we, they ever even saw a, a, the player to be named later. It was just cash considerations for an all-star catcher. For God's yeah, they sake. DFA so, yeah. Corey Dickerson and CJ Crone and all these guys. Like, yeah, it's one thing to DFA Yoshi Satsugo, but a guy like, you know, Corey Dickerson, a career 290 hitter, basically with a little bit of pop. I mean, come on. And again, look, I'm very excited about uh, Fire Eisen. I'm very excited about Drew Rasmussen. But 
Willie Adamas was an 800 plus OPS shortstop. And this, this, this year, maybe not with the bat, but the glove was still there in the top 10 yeah. and you, you got two relievers of them. Again, the high ceiling is there, but two relievers for a guy who was your number one position player prospect three years ago. I, so I don't think they really care right yeah. now about what they get in return. I think right now they want to get that financial flexibility hopefully because yes. you want to sign a couple of guys long-term fingers crossed. And then you can also get space because they don't yeah. have a lot of space in their 40 men and obviously in their 26 men. So you might see a couple more traits that don't really make sense, but they just need space in the financial books and also on the roster. Yeah. And some of their biggest acquisitions are probably going to come from within Nick Anderson, Oliver Drake, Brent Honeywell, maybe Brendan McKay, Luis Patino, Drew Rasmussen, Ryan Sharp, Chaz Rote. There's a lot of guys. The, the Wyatt Matheson kid. You're, you're going to have to make room for Vidal Brujan at some point. So I think it's going to be, you're, I think there's going to be a lot of action and a lot of moves, but not like, quite frankly, I don't see like a huge blockbuster or anything like that. I think it's just a lot yeah. of wheeling and dealing prospects for minor league, just try, trying to manage the roster to, to find ways to get some of these guys called up assuming that Correct. the injury situation um is manageable and so forth like i i would i would honestly probably think it'd be more like 2020 than 2019 like the rays made several more deals i i, I guess in one sense i'm contradicting myself i would say like okay 2020 the rays acquired brett phillips for lucius fox Okay. And then they traded Riley O'Brien for Cody Reed and they called up Randy Rosarina and Nate Lowe. That was their move. That was it basically. And those weren't like super blockbusters. 2019, of course, they traded Christian Arroyo and Hunter Wood for prospects and cash. They acquired Eric Sogard. They acquired Jesus Aguilar. Uh, they, they traded Jesus Sanchez and Ryan Sinek for Nick Anderson and Trevor Richards. They traded Adam Kalarik for prospect Nico Holsizer. So uh, there's something along those lines. I don't see them getting a, like a huge name. Who knows? Now, maybe it's something where they they will like they would trade a KK to another team that needs a center fielder with another year of control and then a short-term rental of Nelson Cruz. This team could injury-wise happenstance, the, the, the complexion of this team may be different in a month and a half. We may be having different conversations about some of these guys, but I, I, I see, let me put it like this. I see a lot of little moves, but nothing that's like, wow, the Rays got Max Scherzer. That's great. I, I don't see that happening, quite frankly. A hundred percent. There's no Tommy. Tommy Pham is not walking in those yes, doors. Yes, Tommy Pham a glass now. I don't see that now, happening. Like, ready to help yeah. out. Like, yeah, no. I think a lot of little moves that do two things. Again, they open space on the roster and they open space financially because I yes. feel like the, the Rays fan needs a long-term contract for one of these prospects, either Vidal or Wander or somebody needs, you need to buy a Jersey. Damn it. I mean, you, you need to, you, it's, it's, it's a baseball, it's a, it's a baseball tradition. If you're a fan, you got to get your Jersey on and you have to wear it for more than two seasons before the guys trade it off. Yeah. I know that's, that's not, you know, it's an irrational thing, but that's part of baseball and being a fan is to kind of get, you know, a, attached to these guys and yeah so yeah long-term contract that should happen so the little traits that are going to happen should do those two things space in the roster and space financially conspiracy theory the Rays trade kevin kiermeyer so sternberg has money to pay a high-priced lawyer 
to situate this lawsuit. Conspiracy Ooh. theory. It's going to happen. That I may like have to be it. a topic for like another it. day at some point. Yes. A lot of scuttlebutt about that one. Okay. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, that's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Built Bar is, of course, we've been telling you about this, the best tasting, most delicious protein bar ever. So many different flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're definitely missing out. We've got coconut, coconut almond, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, so many other flavors as well. And most of them, have somewhere around the range of 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, just four grams sugar, and just four grams net carbs. So go to builtbar.com, use that promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D, the numerals 1 5, and that'll get you 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Okay, Ulysses, the Rays begin a three-game series at the Trop versus the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Rays played the Royals uh, in mid-April. They took two of three. A couple of wild games there, one where the Rays scored mm-hmm. 14, and then the next day they lost a game 9-8. to eight. But, look, the Royals, I think this – we, we talk about getting that, uh, that win streak record – this is a team that you should be able to do that against a very pedestrian average 22 and 23 team with a negative 25 run differential. Um, I look, you look at this team offensively, they're 23rd in the MLB, uh, in team OPS pitching 21st in team ERA 28th in team whip, uh, fan graphs rates them defensively as the third worst team in all of baseball, just ahead of the angels and tigers. There's not a lot of guys that throw scare into you. As of right now, it's Carlos Santana, Salvador Perez, I guess, Danny Duffy outside of that. It's, I I see a lot of average, a lot of average stuff here from the Royals. And that kind of scares me a little. It's always those, it's always those teams. It's always the, the Annabelle Sanchez with the five ERA that come out and then they shut, they shut the Rays down for seven innings. So that's why I'm worried uh, a little bit, but then you said something that just uh, kind of brightened my day, right in my morning, they are rated defensively a little bit above the angels and the tigers we haven't seen the Tigers this right. year. At least I haven't. Um, I've seen Miguel Cabrera highlights, but those have been few and far between. Few and um, far between, yes, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, well, we know but, that Whit Merrifield loves, like, I think he's playing kickball out in the field because it seems like <laughs> every ground way. ball that comes his way, he's booting it 
down the line or something like that. We saw a and lot yet, of that in the last time the, the Rays faced the, uh, the Royals. And yet you wanted to trade me for him. Hmm, interesting. Okay, um, I, look, we'll, we'll save the fantasy talk for yes. another day. I, I need a second baseman. I need some versatility there, and he provides that. I need some help out. We can that. talk. Yeah. We can talk. Um, I, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, the defensive miscues of the Angels was just, uh, it was little league-ish at times. And that's yeah. kind of like what happened to the Jays uh, in, in the extra innings game last night. They just looked completely off. Um, so if the Royals look like that again against the Rays, I mean, I don't think there is a more disem- defensively sound team right now in the major leagues yeah. than the Rays. They look so, uh, you know, head and shoulders above the rest. And, and so it, you, you got to put the ball in play though. If in order for them to make mistakes on the field, Kevin, you got to put the ball in play. I don't think Brett Keller that's going in tonight is a big strikeout guy. Uh, no. So hopefully, you know, they, they can keep their winning ways against him. I, I believe in three career starts, he has a nine, six, four ERA against the race. Yandy Diaz. I'm looking at you to make some, something happen tonight. Yeah. He's my guy for tonight. Yandy smooth hands at third. Let, let, let hopefully he gets a start and because in nine at bats he's hitting what 375 against him eight at bats yeah. 375 get yandy in the lineup that's that's my take well if i remember brad keller like he was undone because of poor defensive play by the royals uh infield and defenders last time and that that start just went to die he did he last what like an inning and a third or something. It didn't last very right. long before he was forced out there. And going up against Grandpappy Rich Hill, who's on a roll right now, we'll see what yeah. happens with that. The other thing I want to mention real quickly is the Royals, again, 22 and 23, 500-ish, but let's also keep in context the division they're in. Uh, you're talking about two really bad teams in Detroit and Minnesota and another team that's ahead of them, the Cleveland Indians. They've been no-hit twice. So, it's not like the uh, we've got to face the, the, the Blue Jays and, and the Red Sox and the Yankees, and it's not like a total, total buzzsaw. So, and, and this is a team that's won right. four of their last five, most of that against Detroit, basically. So I, this isn't a very good team. But again, sometimes there's a sense of playing down to the competition. But I think what helps is the fact that uh, the, the Rays basically just have an extended home, home stand here from going to Dunedin yeah. to St. Petersburg. That's, so they're sleeping, they've been sleeping in their own beds. They should be as comfortable as ever right now, I would think. And plus, you've got that whole enthusiasm of an 11-game winning streak behind you. I mean, that gives you some, some cachet over your opposition. Yeah. They know that too. So I, I think the guys are going to keep it going. Hopefully uh, the Royals you know, don't, don't come out and, 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 and take it away from them because I really do want to break this record. Uh, I think every race yes. fan should uh, be very excited about tonight's ball game. So let's go get it. Let's go get that W. Uh, get get settled in. That's what seven oh seven. No eight oh seven. Isn't it tonight? I think it's a oh, seven o'clock game. Yeah, seven o'clock okay. game. Okay, good. Uh, Fifteen yeah. four Rays win. That's my score prediction for tonight. <laughs> I'm, they just I'm, going okay, I'm nuts. Four one. Four one. That's uh, okay. that's all I need. Four to one. Over three hours. Oh God, no! Please no. I think no. it'll be under if it's that type of score and you get Rich Hill in a groove and working six, six and a third, something yeah. like that. I mean, they've got to save the bullpen a little bit from the weekend and yesterday. So maybe they'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, mm-hmm. A win either way. Look, if it's a, if it takes five hours to get a win, I'll take it. But you know, didn't Rich Hills kind of, you know, hot start begin at Kansas city. 
the last time they did. did. Again, they don't have a very good lineup. It's it's not that great. Like it's it's a bunch of guys hitting. Like they've got they've got a bunch of guys with like a six eighty OPS. That's it. With Merrifield, still a bunch of baseball, but yeah, you worried about Salvador Perez and Carlos Santana, and and even those guys. Like yeah, Salvador Perez, great for sure, but Carlos Santana, it's not like he's. He's not Vladdy or anything, so. No, no. Circle them in the lineup and pitch to them carefully. Everybody else, you're okay. You should be okay. You know, that 69-mile-an-hour curveball slurf that uh, Rich Hill is going to do with his different uh, pitch tunneling, do it. It's going to be fun tonight. Hopefully, he goes uh, six, seven innings tonight. Yeah, so you can take your chances with uh, Nicky Lopez and Michael Taylor and and all those guys with that. And and Hunter, uh, I don't even know his name. Hunter Dozier. There we go. Okay. There so I know is. a couple, a couple of Royals players. Uh, all right. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.